Hello, everyone. Hi, this is Mark Goddard uh, from the Lost in Space series of years ago. I played Major Don West. And I want to let you know you are listening to Saturday Matinee Theater. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. I'm your host, Jared. O- oh, oh, wait, I'm not Jared. I'm Delvin. No, you're not. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's Bobby Wilkins. It's Delvin the Dark Web Wilkins as the very rare special guest host guy for today. And joining me, as always, oh, wait, I guess we should at least ask the question, what happened to Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. What? What happened to him? I sent him out to get us all some spotted Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I thought he had tried to pick someone's pocket and got arrested. That could happen, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I thought he was dead and locked up in my basement, actually. <laughs> well, yes. Why don't we do this? Why don't we see from our listeners who could come up with the best reason why Jared is not here with us? Oh, nice. I like that idea. Great idea. Put it in the comments. I, I think that'll be I, awesome. I think that would be hilarious. So, listeners, please let us know why isn't Jared Sherlock Holmes, Death Probe, the yard sale artist, Albrecht, why is he not here? Make sure to include hashtag I'm following homes, even though we're not at that point yet. Okay. So <laughs> joining me is the Watson to Jared's Sherlock, <laughs> Pat Sampson, <laughs> a.k.a. DJ Cristados. How are we feeling today, DJ Cristados? Well, I'm very glad and happy to be here with you guys. You know, I think it's fate. I think it's kismet <laughs> that we are all together. <laughs> Hopefully we can band together our stubs. And I think we might have yeah, one. No, at least nice. two of us. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And also joining me is the Mycroft. To Sherlock, Jared's older and wiser brother, Jason Weaselskull Albrecht. How are you today, Jason? I'm doing great, Delvin. I have a lottery ticket here that I'm more than happy to split three ways with you guys if you're interested. That's very generous of you. I'll just, you know, make sure to give you, you know, part of my savings. I was want to have this money to go back to my lovely home of Birmingham, Alabama, but I think it's worth doing. Well, if you do go back to Birmingham, send me back some of that barbecue, would you? <laughs> we'll do. And we have a special special guest. He's returning to the show after asking and waiting and waiting and asking. Waiting. And waiting. <laughs> waiting some more. And asking. After we unmuted him. Yeah, it was getting and pretty sad actually. And wishing. Yes, I mean, He's like this stray cat that just kept showing up at the door. Yeah. Well, we let him in. We let him back in. We have old Ben One, Dave Collins. Video, How are you, Dave? I am fantastic. I've been spending most of my time lately standing outside a bakery window just <laughs> watching people put cupcakes out and so I needed something more to do because I was just kind of getting tired of that but yeah I'm doing great other than that. We're glad that you brought some cupcakes with you to the 221B studios. Well I brought everybody cupcakes but Delvin I brought him my special fudge. See uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well I'll tell you what I'll take the fudge I'll put it in the freezer and maybe eat it later okay. after, after you're gone. Well gee you've already been a guest before so we don't have to ask you about your first homes memory. I did hear that you had done some practice 
licensing for a musical instrument. Is that true? That is indeed true. Um, we'll get to it in a second. But first, we have to let Pat describe the show. Pat, take it away. All right, Jared Belvin. Belvin. <laughs> Peppy Pat. Back in the house. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so peppy. Let's do this. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes index show, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we'll be taking you back from the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage or kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. We've got some plans for down the road, but for the first stretch of Saturday Matinee Theater, we will be covering all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes, with some sprinkles of other fun tossed in from time to time. 1954's Sherlock Holmes was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ron Howard, not the Ron Howard you're thinking of, as Sherlock Holmes, and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap, light your pipe, and pass it over to me. <laughs> Get cozy by the fireplace, and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. But don't forget your stub. Don't give him your pipe. You continue to inspire me with your violin music. It makes me want to be a better man, you know, a better husband and a better citizen to the community, actually. Thank you so much. I've wasted it's, my life. It's it like sets my soul on fire. Man. I, you guys are making me feel <laughs> Well, while Pat is going to take care of his reclintness. Now, Dave, I heard that there's this music that you've been practicing. Could you please tell the group about it? I've been hanging out a lot with the high school band. My daughter has inspired me to take up the flute, so I've really been practicing hard on my flute. That sounds fascinating. Could you please give us a number if you are so inclined to do so? Absolutely. amazing. Uh, you can tell that you are with a master flautist who is teaching you this stuff. This How long have you well. been playing? I could study for 20 years and never play that well. Well, let's see. My daughter started in the band about six weeks ago, so I would say six weeks. Oh, wow. wow. You, are you a... learned a lot in a little bit of time. We have a prodigy on our hands. I see. Wow. I'm impressed. I can't wait for the next six weeks. <laughs> Jason, could you please tell us about the episode? I certainly could. So this is episode 13, titled The Case of the Split Ticket. It originally aired on January 10th, 1955. It was directed by Steve Previn, written by Lou Morheim. It guest starred Harry Taub as Brian O'Casey, Margaret Russell as Belle Rogers, and Colin Drake as Albert Snow. Just a reminder that all 39 episodes that we are going to be covering are available on YouTube. 
we highly encourage you to watch the episode before proceeding with this podcast because, well, it's more fun that way. But also, I'm going to give you a synopsis about the episode and discuss it. So there's probably going to be some spoilers in here if you don't watch the episode first. So again, if you haven't watched this episode, recommend you pause here. Check it out on YouTube. It's only about a half hour's worth of your time, a little bit less than that, actually, and come back for our discussion. And for those of you that are doing the right thing and watching along with us, don't forget to comment about it on Twitter and use the hashtag I'm following homes. We'd love to hear your insights as well. I'm going to give you three seconds to pause here and go watch the show. And then I'm going to do the plot summary. One, two, three, plot summary. Distraught Brian O'Casey stakes out Holmes and Watson's flat as he waits for the lads to return from Sherlock's latest adventure, Put Pocketing. It's like pickpocketing, but much harder and with more ramifications. Trust me. <laughs> O'Casey tells the Baker Street boys that they have but eight hours to find the missing Albert Snow and get O'Casey his cut of 24,000 pounds. You see, O'Casey went in thirds to buy a sweepstakes ticket with his friends, Albert Snow, and the lovely Baker Bell Rogers. They physically tore the ticket into three pieces and each one kept a piece. Once they discovered the winning number was theirs, misfortune struck. Albert Snow went missing and then Bell delivers the bad news to O'Casey. Albert Snow apparently has been murdered. His body's somewhere in the river along with the missing piece of the ticket. Now that the remaining pieces are useless, Bell, with the help of Holmes, throws the pieces into the fire. But Holmes, with his keen detection skills and some sleight of hand, might be able to save the seemingly lost day after all. But questions linger. Who killed Albert Snow? Where is his missing ticket piece? What does horse racing have to do with sweepstakes tickets? <laughs> Tune in and find out. Except about the whole ticket horse racing thing. That won't be explained. So that is the summary. So now we're going to get into some highs and lows, and we'll start off with our special guest, Old Ben. Give us your highs and lows, my friend. So I got to be honest, I have loved this show from the very beginning. I enjoyed most all the episodes, especially the ones I get to guest on. I've really enjoyed those. But this one, I probably had more lows than highs. The story was okay, but it didn't quite have enough Holmes and Watson in it for me. It's kind of like the last episode with the shoeless engineer, where I felt like it was more of a, almost like a filler episode, where they were, you you know, I don't know what the guy, they must have been on vacation or maybe Watson has spent too much time at the club. I'm not sure, but that kind of brought me down a little bit. And there was a few things I didn't understand. The horse race, I didn't have any clue what the horse race had to do with the sweepstakes ticket. Nobody and did. I did. Well, oh. I, I would love to hear that. Me too. Okay, so they won the money from the ticket, right? right? So then now they're like, hey, let's go in on a horse race. Let's make more money. We got good luck going on here. See, I thought that at so, first, but then they said, let's go all the way. Like that was the next 
step of the contest. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this was oh, a very well, complicated I, I just thought, contest. Yeah. I took it as that's what they were doing is, hey, let's take it all the way. If you're gambling, we'll start with the sweepstakes and now the lottery. We got some good luck. Now let's do the horse race. I see. But, I, wouldn't that be the I, biggest I thought so thing too, to but, but I mean, then why do you care about the original lottery ticket? If yeah, they took their money and they bet it on the horse race and they won the horse race, then who cares about this lottery ticket? Uh, I see what you guys are yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, they I they I also just... said when he came back, he says, we should sell the ticket now or go all the way. Like, And that made me think like maybe there were people out there to go, well, I'll give you this much money for your sweepstakes ticket and then I'll finish up with this crazy horse race. It didn't really make sense. I mean, I kind of felt like the whole episode was a little disjointed when it came to that. And the three actors, I really enjoyed them. I all thought they did a great job, but I just really, for whatever reason, that just didn't make any sense to me. I agree completely, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Another question. Actually, I got more questions than highs and lows. In the beginning, Holmes, he was good enough to take the wallet off the pickpocket, but then he wasn't good enough to put it back in the guy's pocket. Just like when he goes and he's playing with the cards and he's not good enough then where Brian doesn't see him put the card in his shirt pocket. But later on, he's good enough to fool the lady who's looking right at him with the ticket. There's one more thing I'll add to that. Brian, who was good enough to see that Holmes messed up on the trick, fell for the woman who threw the wrong stub into the fire. Absolutely. Twice. (laughs) He missed it when she tore her stub up and threw it in the fire. And then he missed Holmes swapping and the woman swapping because Holmes had to take his ticket, swap it, give it to her, and then she had to swap tickets and throw another one in the fire. That's right. It's just little things like that that just kind of, it was still an enjoyable episode, but that kind of was my thing. However, I do have one high, and it's the guy in the plaid suit. I saw him like three times, and he was a huge dude. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was just a big guy. I was like, this guy's going to break loose and do something, but all he did was buy papers. So anyway. I remember really liking that jacket. I'm like, I could probably sport that. I like yeah, it. I, was, I think you would look good in that. I don't know if I could pull it off, but I think you could do it, sir. Thanks. That's kind of funny, because I was thinking of that, too. I'm like, this guy's showing up again. This That guy in that jacket. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of noticeable, too. too. It's not like it, it's not like a normal size extra you could just throw yeah. in there without somebody noticing him. And you know, if you had people hanging around the set that you were going to use as extras, that's a pretty loud coat. I mean, I would... <laughs> I would definitely change. Here, man, put this brown one on for this for this shot. But they just kept him in that same plaid coat. It was funny. The yes, only other thing I will say, plaid jacket. The only other thing I'll say is it was kind of hilarious how people just stood around the window of that bakery just looking in. Then, <laughs> but then when Holmes comes to question the baker, he just walked. There's nobody in the shop. They're all just standing at the window and nobody's walking in. The doors wide open. I just it was so funny. That was well, my. You know how it is. I mean, everybody just comes to the drive-through and then you can just walk right in. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a walkthrough. <laughs> that's what they did for entertainment back then. Yeah, that's what I was like. Well, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this, though, in their defense. If you go to, like, uh, Seattle, uh, go to where they make, like, the saltwater taffy, it's the same thing. It's like all these tourists and people will stand in the window and watch them make this taffy. It's they, even today they'll do it. But in this window, all you're doing is watching them take whatever the bakery is and just move it to the <laughs> showcase. They're just room. sitting in the window. Not, they're making Yeah, They're just sitting in the window and everything. Everybody's like, ooh, wow. Uh, but you bring really up like a good point. <laughs> My but comment I really is retracted. Like, <laughs> I did really like Brian. I thought he was a great actor. He was very much missing Ireland. He was very scared of females. Like, that woman scared him to death when she smiled at him. And that just made me chuckle to no end how flustered he got about her smiling at him. I mean, like I said, it was a good episode. Just a few things that just was a little not as good as some of the others. Let's go to Weasel Skull. I feel uh, pretty much identical to how you do, Dave. I thought that the opening was very good. I got 
got a chuckle out of Holmes getting busted. Just his confidence that he's like, oh, I'm just going to put this wallet back in this, this guy's pocket. And then he gets arrested. And uh, that's funny. I thought that was really good. I kind of felt the way you did watching the episode when Holmes tells O'Casey, well, why don't you start at the beginning? And O'Casey's like, oh, the beginning. Where do I go? I was like, don't flash back. Don't flash back. <laughs> and then they flash back. Mm. I was like, God, you guys did it again, man. And it was an interesting story. And you're right, Dave. The actors all did a great job, but I felt like I need a little more Holmes Watson in this one. Yeah. I did like the mystery, though. I have to admit, I didn't know where Holmes was going with the white cake clue. And then when he explained it, I was like, oh, OK, that makes a lot of sense. So I thought yeah. that was pretty clever. I got that one. Oh, you did? <laughs> I was onto this oh, one, yeah. I was on oh, Maybe that's why I'm not a great detective, but I was like, did she bake the tickets into the cake? Did she, <laughs> it's like, did she poison the guy? I mean, so, I, you know, with the cake, I didn't know where it was going. And yeah, I had to have Holmes explain it to me. I will Go admit ahead. at one point, I thought she had killed him. I did think for a second she had killed him. I did too, yeah. They were so lubby-dubby. And then when he said the cake, I go, oh, they're together hooked up and they're just trying to. So I guess maybe that's another thing. I like to be kind of held in suspense to the end. And I guess for this one, when I wasn't. Yeah, but I did like how in the end, the poetic justice of them yes. getting caught and Mr. O'Casey getting uh, his share plus a little bit more yeah. because they thought they could outsmart Holmes and they couldn't. So I like the ending. I like the beginning. I like the ending. The middle was a little weak. And that's all I really have to say about that. What do you think, Pat? I had a question. Would tearing the ticket apart, would that be acceptable if you brought it back in? Probably back in old-timey days. Yeah. Okay. Back then, that was probably a common practice practice or something like that. But nowadays, absolutely not. Yeah, heck no. It completely invalidated. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, how could you accept that it being teared into three? Another quick question is flashback. Now, we all mentioned, oh no, it's a flashback one. How many have there been so far? Has there been two or three? Is this the third one? I know of two, but I haven't think of all two. of them. The previous one? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, in Blind Man's Bluff, that would have seemed like that would have been the yeah. one where you would have wanted a flashback, but they did it so much differently they did it where it was a confrontation between the guy and Holmes and that was a real yeah. tight moment where they just like he kind of unraveled the past in front of you yeah and that, I think I like that much better than just telling me what happens yeah. uh, the reason I bring that up you guys have brought it up too is and I thought the same thing I'm like okay it's going to go to a flashback here again and I'm wondering are they going to continue to do this hopefully they get better at it hopefully they find that good way of doing if it or only we had somebody here on the show who could like give us some sort of foreshadowing someone who's watched all 39 episodes who could actually flash back to watch right. mm-hmm. yep, yep. Tell, yeah we don't have such a guy though he's no, not I, I take these things one at a time, <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> oh jared where art thou wherefore art thou jared <laughs> tell us where jared is yes please by leaving a comment on the twitter or on the Facebook. he's not here since he's not here we don't know where he is it's you- a mystery you can solve it you guys can be at <laughs> home and solve it Devin, did you put him in a trash can <laughs> <laughs> look i can either confirm nor deny that. <laughs> we just know he's not here. We didn't care enough to find out where he is. We're going to leave that up to you folks. <laughs> the last I saw, he was walking in the rain, and then he just walked off on me. And so I, That's why I wasn't here last time. You know, somebody pulled a Rambo on me. You know, that was Jared. You know, I got better. Maybe I pulled a Rambo on him. I was going to say, hmm, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> 
we are getting off track. <laughs> We're getting off track here. Let me continue on. Again, I liked all three of the characters as well. I was thinking to myself, okay, I know one guy for sure was somebody I saw. I seen him, Albert Snow. You mean you've seen him in a previous Before. show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, that's so going to be a part yeah. of the fun facts with Bobby Wilkins. Yep, cool. So I liked the chemistry that the three had. So one thing of the flashbacks, so you don't see a lot of homes, but you get to see a lot of other characters come into play and that characterization of them you know, build, which wasn't too bad in this particular flashback. But speaking of Albert Snow, Jason had said that he wasn't sure where it was going on. When I saw him, when they were looking in the window of the bakery, Brian looks and then Albert comes up after him and they kind of smile and he smiles to her. I kind of knew something was up there. And then just the way he was playing it off in the bar for the first time, mm -hmm. you know, oh, come sit down, come do this. It was like, that guy's scheming to get this guy's money. But I don't know why they wanted to just get this guy's money. He could have just picked anybody or they just thought this guy was even more gullible. Well, I think because the two of them worked in the same place. So I got the sense that Snow knew that O'Casey was really homesick and knew that he wanted to yeah. save up money to go home. So he thought he might be a good mark, you know, desperate enough to go in on this three-way ticket scheme. That's the sense that I got. When I saw the two of them, when I saw her smile at O'Casey and then smile at Snow in that scene that you referenced, yeah. I knew the two of them knew each other, but I really thought she was masterminding the whole oh, thing, yeah. which turned out to not be the case, obviously. She played a good game, though. You know what I mean? She had a lot to do. She did. As far as yeah. making him believe her story and then her feeling bad and pretty well believable. I do like the funny of Holmes getting caught, him trying to <clears throat> master his card game or his uh, master of illusion. And then he does it at the end. I thought that was pretty cool when he did that back to Watson at home. I thought that was really neat. It fooled me. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, I mean, that was part of my confusion was he's so good at it, but yet so terrible at it in other spots. <laughs> Not too bad of a one, but not the greatest either. Delvin, how about you? Guys, I've already covered most of what I think about the show. To be a part of the Me Too movement here, it was very funny to me at the start of the show <laughs> that O'Casey was kind of like, you can't just smile at a guy. It, 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 what, what are you doing in a bar? You can't you can't sit down at a bar. Like, just, yeah. just go back to the kitchen. <laughs> like, dang, man. Back in that bakery. How intimidated are you? She just, but anyway. That I could pound the drink stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He and Watson should have been hanging out. Yeah. At the end of the show that he's going to be 12,000 pounds richer, maybe they did have a few stouts together. Yeah. And he's buying, know. too, hopefully. Yeah. I would say that I understood from the start. From the start, it felt like there was a setup going on. It felt like there was a con game going on between the two against O'Casey. I will say that I don't think that Holmes really reasoned out that he knew knew it was a con. He just suspected it was. I would agree that he definitely had a foolproof way of figuring out whether or not he was right or wrong. That part was well done, but I almost wish that he would have explained how he knew it was a con, and they yeah. never did. And I think that's what's missing in those flashbacks. Right. You know, you don't have Holmes going through it. You just have somebody explaining it, and then it's, Holmes making his deduction. And sometimes, it. even in the explanation, there is something that a hyper-detailed person, such as Holmes, would catch that we, the listening, watching audience, may have missed. And it would have been great to see Holmes explain it. Because to be fair to the show, even Watson called him out on it. It's like, dude, you are just guessing. You yeah, know? he did. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe I can't prove it. But tell you what, if, if I'm wrong, they're not going to be knocking on the door in a few seconds. <laughs> and sure enough... Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, we forgot the best part, too, is they always brought up putting whiskey. Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That'll help you sleep. Yeah. I was just fixing to say the two biggest things that this episode doesn't have that every other one has is Watson didn't get to pronounce anybody dead, and there was no brandy. <laughs> right. Yeah, they switched to whiskey on this Yeah, one. they switched to whiskey, and Watson was like, no, I don't have time for whiskey. Just tell me what happened. But I'm pretty sure if we were able to follow the cameras like five seconds, I was like, yeah, I'll take some of that whiskey. Give me a hit of that whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody tried that? Whiskey with the coffee? Whiskey and tea? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. It's like Irish coffee or Irish tea. Yeah. Oh, I guess I never tried that. Yeah. If there's like a phrase, if you want to Irish up your coffee, that means put a little bit of whiskey in it. Mm-hmm. But I've heard of that, but, but I've never heard of tea, tea. Yeah, they were drinking tea. Yeah. Well, I mean, coffee and tea are cousins anyway, so I'm just, in, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm inferring. Yeah, give me, give me uh, a shot of tea with this whiskey right here. <laughs> Irish up this tea, buddy. <laughs> like, you know what? This water's kind of boring. Could you Irish it up, please? <laughs> <laughs> I've Irished up a few Cokes with in my time, but I've never Irished up any tea. I don't think I've done the tea either. Coffee, yes. I, I agree with Delvin. I've done the Irish coffee and Mexican coffee, which is similar, but with the tequila. Wanna... I was going to say, tequila? Yeah. 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 Ah. So, gentlemen, have we missed anything on the episode that we would like to discuss? Speak now or forever hope your timepieces. We pretty much covered it. In that case, I will move along to Jared's Fun Facts with Bobby Wilkins or something like that. It's Old Home Week. Every guest star in the episode played in previous episodes. Harris Taub played the culprit in The Case of Harry Crocker. Margaret Russell played the barmaid in The Case of the Blind Man's Bluff. I did not recognize that one. And Colin Drake was in the Redheaded League and The Case of the Blind Man's Bluff. What do every one of those episodes have in common, aside from having Holmes, Watson, and Lestrade? Does anyone know? No, I don't know. <laughs> they all have a flashback. Yeah, they're flashback. Maybe. Maybe it's the flashback, because I don't think all of those had Bobby Wilkins in it. That was my first guess. Oh, uh, too. I was assuming That's... that Jared gave you the answer and was leaving the rest of us hanging. Jared did not give me the answer. Oh. Well, I guess that's uh, another reason for our fans to solve the mystery of where is Jared, because yes. only he has the answer to this question. <laughs> there we go. We find where Get out there and let us know where Jared is. Yes, so we can figure out the answer to the fun fact. So we find Jared and then we get the answer. So this is kind of like our own split ticket here. I like it. Let's move along, shall we? We have pipe ratings to give out, gentlemen, if you could all get out your pipes. Do not hand any extra to Pat. Pat has his own. We good? Uh, yeah, I guess so. But um, here, why don't we do this? I, I ever stopped. <laughs> so if you guys want to go ahead and take one and I'll just, while you're drinking it, I'll take the pipe. <laughs> Enjoy the Irish. And while Pat is working on another scheme to get more pipes, we will go into our ratings. Uh, Five pipes means that you loved the episode. Four means you thought the episode was very good. Three, you thought it was just good. Two, you thought the episode was just okay. And one, you did not like it. We will always start with our guests. So, Dave, please let us know how many pipes are you willing to give this episode? Like I said earlier, it's still a good episode. I still enjoyed it. I would watch it. Uh, I have actually watched it twice to make sure I didn't miss anything. So, it's not that it's a bad episode, but just some of the things, some of the writing, especially with the whole horse race and ticket and all that kind of things that we talked about earlier, just kind of threw me off. I'm just going to have to go two pipes on this one. Yeah, okay. 
really stood on that. Two pipes. Jason, what do you have? Yeah, I'm wavering between a two and a three. I agree with a lot of what Dave said. I'm getting kind of tired of the flashbacks. I want to see my Holmes and Watson. But it, it did have a good mystery. It did kind of give me a twist at the end. So I'll be generous. I'll give it a three. I'll say it, it's good. Okay, make sure that you take the other pipes and, and secure them. Secure hey. them because Pat's a slippery one. He is. Pat. Yes. Please tell me how many pipes well, you're willing to give this episode. Does anybody need a refresher on their Irish <laughs> I'll take another cup of that. Okay, well, here. Here you go. Uh, just uh, hand me over a pipe. And, uh, <laughs> oh, bribery at its best. Uh, slippery. Uh, you keep those back. pipes close to your chest, Dave. I'm scraping them to me. I'm putting them in my vest pocket right now. Mm. Well, I'm going to give this a three. I thought it was good. I enjoyed the actors. I think they all did very well. So that's what kind of kept me going. And the story was a lot better than the previous Shoeless one. Okay. And man, I'm between two and three as well. And since we absolutely positively do not do halvesies on this show and have not for a long, long time, I'll give it a three. There were elements of the show that I thought were very enjoyable. I did enjoy the acting. Mm -hmm. I like how... Holmes said, look, you know, if I'm wrong, then they're not going to be coming through this door. So he kind of admitted that he guessed, but it was a very good guess. And that was cool, too. So there are more good elements of the show than there were bad. So I'm going to stick it right at three. And I think that the overall ratings of the show kind of shows where the group was as a whole. So I think we're at a good place. All right. Now that the uh, pipes have been doled out and completely secured away from Pat's wandering hands, we will go into the 221B mailbag because that's where we are. We are at 221B Baker Street. In we sure are. That's where we are. Yeah. Well, Devlin, let me uh, let me help. I'll go get the mailbag. Oh, please do. But before I do that, let me clean up the pipe. So if you guys want to just hand me over your no, pipe. We're no, back no, we're good. No, I'll clean my own pipe. While I get Thank the... You. We're okay. Slippery uh, one, boy. You're a slippery one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here, I'll go get the mailbag. But I have to admit, while he's going to get the mailbag, he can really blend some whiskey and some tea. Like, <laughs> Quite exceptional. I am spinning between that and the pipe smoke. Man, my goodness. He gave me a shot of tea with that cup of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so good. I'm starting to regret my two pipe answer now. He's, he's almost sold me on a three over there. <laughs> oh, oh, you guys really enjoyed yes. that? Uh, Boy, mm-hmm. just... I, I hope I got the right bottle of whottie. <laughs> it was next to the poison one, too. And, you know, I don't label the, the bottle. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. It's already digested now. So <laughs> what's done is done. Okay, Pat, you, you got the mailbag? Uh, I got the mailbag right all here. All right. So let's talk about likes, shares, and retweets that we have received from uh, previous episodes. And it looks like uh, it's quite a hefty mailbag. Let's start with Jason. It is. Picking out the first one, it's Aaron Head Moss. Thanks for listening, Aaron. Followed by Al Sedano. Thanks, Al. Met my wallet in Al Sedano. Al Sedano. Al Sedano. Wallet in Al Sedano. Got to get it. Got to get it. Speaking of getting it, our friend of the show, Ellen Middleton, Professor. Ellen, thank you. And she won't get short with us. It's Amanda Long. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> Austin Kukendall at Freebird 316. Freebird. Bill Bree at Gotham Knight 13. Bill Bear. Bear. That's Bear. Okay. I'm Bill playing Bear. the part of Pat today with the mispronounced <laughs> name. <laughs> oh, then we have Bill Thines. Twitter handle Blake Hughes 882. Thank you very much. I'm the big winner today, Chris at BTO and Bat Books. Let it roll! Let it roll. Oh. Oh. Down the, Down the highway! Me, 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 me. I want 
<laughs> well done. Well done, Delvin. All right. So next we have Clinton Robinson. Cuckoo-cachoo. Cuckoo-cachoo. <laughs> Following that is his podcast, Coffee and Comics. Next up, Daniel Fronch at Fishbonius Sound Design. Thanks, Daniel. And then I get our special guest, David Collins at Old Ben One. Thanks okay. for listening. That was Thanks, just man. a crazy old man. Oh, man. I love being here. Thank you. Next we have DS and RS. I believe that's Darren and Ruth Sutherland. Following that up, we have Gail Walks Into a Comic Shop podcast. Thanks, Gal. Next up is Jerry Green. Thank you, Jerry. Glenn Think Stuff podcast. Green Lantern HG. He's a staple around here now. Same for uh, Hal Jordan. Thanks, Hal. I'm still wondering if those two are the same. Let us know. <laughs> HG. Next up, we have a kinship with Inship at Inship WC. <laughs> Thank nice. you. See what you did there. See what you did there. Very nice. Isabella Sela. Thanks for listening, Isabella. I like that. That's a pretty name. It is that pretty is name. a pretty name. Kay Hanna. Am I doing it, right? Han. Hey, Han. Is that how she spells that? No, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, drop some more Goldie Han knowledge. <laughs> Kevin Dale Duncan. Kirk Spencer is very sleepy at Big Five Army. <laughs> Thanks, Kirk. Don't wake him up. Don't wake him up. He's hungry some days, too. Laura Marie Snyder. Thanks for listening. We have another name that I'm going to butcher. Lauren Sinkis. Art. Did I do that one right? I'm guessing sure. Sinkis. There's a skin there's kiss. There's a cake went over. I don't have my glasses on. I'm going to use that as my excuse today. <laughs> and the Irish tea has really got me rolling. <laughs> Between the Irish tea and the pipes. You know. I apologize you in advance for any name. My butcher. Next up, we have Mario Mason. Mason? Well, well thank thanks you, for Mario. listening, Mario. Matej Desilak. Thank you, Matej. Podcast underscore life. And another friend of the show, Professor Frenzy at Professor Frenzy. Rad Adventures. Ruth and Darren's Adventures. And boy, do they have a lot. They do. They, they do. do. Man, they do. I am so jealous of those two. Randy, the comic nerd at Randall Andrews. Thanks, Randy. Ross Michaud at All School Ross. We know who you are, Ross. Scott Wilmarth. Welcome aboard, Scott. Secret Wars and Beyond podcast. Sean for 2 AZ. Thanks for listening, Sean. My Sherry Amore. Sherry oh, Robinson. Thank you, Sherry. Sketch Cover Comic Cast. Thanks for listening, Sketch. Squee and Michelle at Duke. South E-S-E. Then we have the Bat Pod at Bat Pod. The Geekdom Fancast at Geekdom Fancast. We have the Hammer Strikes. Random geeky stuff at Hammer underscore strikes. And we have Van Allen Plexico at Van Allen Plexico. Warlord Worlds. Another Ruth and Darren podcast. I, Thank I you. noticed that there's no Trekker talk. I've noticed Trekker talk. They are tired of that joke and they're going to make sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> and wrapping up, we have Wolfman Cap. Oh, oh. No. Thank you, Wolfman Cap. Next up, we have comments, and it looks like the vast majority of these comments were from Dave Collins. <laughs> oh, Lord. I have obviously yeah. nothing better to do with my life. <laughs> now, since the man himself is here, <laughs> I, I think he say. should read these tweets himself. Dave, take it away. You guys were entertaining as always. I'm going to agree with most of the group and go two pipes. Sorry, Jason. I just knew Jared was going to say what bugged me about the episode when he mentioned in the commercial break, but alas, he didn't. Before the break, the engineer has his coat on, and then after the break, he does not have his coat on, but the press has not gotten him. Uh, he looks like someone has beat the hell out of him. How? The press didn't do it. Did he try to get through the wall with his face? <laughs> 
Do y'all remember what I was talking about there? Yes. Yes. You know, the, that was a good um, catch. Yeah, the commercial breaks, and he's just laying there, and the next thing you know, he just looks like somebody's beating the crap out of him. Like, man, what happened yeah. to you? A lot of got on between when he went into that press <laughs> and that commercial break, apparently. <laughs> well, we don't know. I guess we don't know how long the commercial break was. <laughs> what happens in the press? He's in the press. I'll just read this one from Warlord Worlds. It says, always enjoy listening to this show, and we really appreciate you listening, and thanks for uh, writing in to us. I'll just take one here from Rad Adventures. They say, I like how heroic the character Ruth was in the show. She <laughs> oh, came nice. to the rescue and I am fond of that. She, she busted through that press uh, like a boss. Yeah, man. Yeah, she I, did. I think that one was definitely from Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely the Ruth part of that equation. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I did, res- Thank I you, did respond to her and tell her that if I'm ever stuck in a press that she can come rescue me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we saw that punch that she gave to poor Pat. Yeah. I'm still uh-huh. feeling that. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he, he was laid up for a few hours afterwards, so I mean, she, she doesn't play. That was brutal. Yeah. I mean, we were goofing around at that point, but man, that's not funny. You hit a man that hard. I mean... That's how Houdini died, you know. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> Good old Ben One, Dave College, had a couple more comments that I will summarize by saying that he was so mad at us for not letting him back on the show, he didn't know what to do. And I would treat him like cornflakes without the milk. <laughs> well, the so, day gets the cornflakes and the milk. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. We are now combining the milk with the cornflakes and a little bit of sugar. You need that. And oh. and now now we have a nice bowl of cereal together. Milky. Cereal. Baby. Milky. Cereal. So, it is time to check the mailbag. It's empty. Ooh. Ooh. I got a, I got a breeze. What's the sound of, of no letters hitting together? I, <laughs> so, like, we would love emails. We love reading correspondence because we get to demonstrate our great reading skills, you know, like Pat and Dave. And hey, 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 hey. What, what? No, hey, I just pulled up two names at random. It could have been Jason and Delvin. I, it just happened to be Pat and Dave. That was, that was it. Just random names. We <laughs> We enjoy receiving emails, so uh, please, we will definitely read them on air, and you will be immortalized by the Longbox Crusade. So, by all means, please send us stuff. We like to have it. But it looks like it's time to close out, so Jason, please. So that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. It's me, Peppy Pat, bringing you some information about the Longbox Crusade, and you can find the Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers, www.longboxcrusade.com or on the Twitter at Longbox Crusade. You can also find us on the Facebook at Longbox Crusade. Look us up. Back to you, Jason. Thank you for that, Pat. If you want to hear us on our trek through all the James Bond films, check out On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Delvin, where can they find that? You can find On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. There's also a webpage, www.secretpodcast.podbean.com. On Twitter, you can find us at OHMS. P-O-D. Back to you, Jason. Thank you for that, Delvin. So if the rest of you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at... Pat, where can they find you? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Delvin? You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. And if you're interested in following our ghost friend, Jared, he can be found on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram at Yard Sale Artist. Jason? I can 
can be found at Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm at Weasel Skull on Twitter. Old Ben, where can they find you? I can be found on the Twitter at Old Ben One. And as a side note, Pat, congratulations! I think a few days before we recorded this, you hit a thousand followers on Twitter. Heck, we're at eleven hundred now. So, like, wow, wow. man, outstanding! Great job. Just appreciate all everybody listening and the likes and the follows. So really excited for that. Thank you. It's a group effort from the team. <laughs> well, as someone who has met each and every one of you and had the pleasure of your company, you guys are all great people, great individuals. I've really enjoyed the time I've got to spend with you guys. It's it's really been a good time. And we thank you, Dave, for all the support yeah, that you have given. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's, 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 it's a break from You're staring through the bakery window. Well, you didn't just stare through the bakery window today. You came and you started working the oven and we really appreciated you coming aboard. (laughs) Nice. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining us. And for the rest of you, we'll see you next episode. The next episode is the case of the French interpreter. So start watching now. Get prepared. Hashtag I'm following homes. Hashtag I'm following homes. And then we'll meet up again in that meetup location, 221B Baker Street, of course. 